0: Good day you're listening to free city radio i'm stefan christoph broadcasting this week from mexico city this is the 197th edition of the program on the broadcast this week i will be speaking with evo who is a central organizer in amsterdam that has been deeply involved in housing movements in amsterdam the squatting movement evo is a designer and has been involved in the organizing of many community art spaces including OT-301, including many others uh, that merge the struggle for housing rights and the arts and activism. There are many major cultural institutions in Amsterdam that have a history in squatting and also some that continue to be operated as collective Nonprofit community spaces that were born as squats. As gentrification continues to commodify cities around the world, I think that this conversation with Ivo is a really interesting and important example of the ways that independent, autonomous community action can create a different city landscape. These are all projects which we'll hear about where people work together at a very grassroots level in defiance of the law to sustain, develop, and maintain squatted community centers and housing within Amsterdam. So, here is my conversation with Ivo for Free City Radio.
1: I'm Ivo, I'm uh, doing a lot of things, I'm a designer. Uh, musician, writer, organizer, programmer, you know, busy with a lot of things that I like doing and uh, uh, involved in the squatting scene in Amsterdam since 1998. Um, So when I first, when I I came to Amsterdam after finishing uh, art school in Maastricht, already then, in that time, it was hard to find a house. Yeah, so so you know, Amsterdam has always been quite say crowded and uh expensive. <clears throat> so I, I moved to the city and I had this this you know kind of dodgy, expensive place. Uh but you know I was happy <clears throat> to have something. And um I met some people then and uh you know for me that was what was great. Eh? I mean I was just new to the city, and these people they said to me, like, hey, listen. We're going to squat this, this empty hospital uh, building here around the corner. Uh, do you want to join us? <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, why not? You know, I was new to the city. I was adventurous. I was open minded. I was looking for, you know, new things to, to new people to meet. Um, so I joined and we squatted the building and that hospital was quite big. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe 10,000 square meters or something. And um, so we squatted it. We started, you know, renovating a little bit because it was it was demolished a little bit from the inside. And so we started forming this collective of people, mostly artists, painters, dancers, writers, musicians. Um, And so we also set up, you know, a legal body like a an association. So we had something. You know, in order to also like, you know, uh, open a bank account, for example, or to, to, to apply for things if needed. Um, and so this, this first building, my first experience with squatting, we have been in that place for about one and a half year. And in the end, we were living there with about 130 people. And um, we built our own uh, concert space in the basement. We opened a vegan restaurant. Uh, we had exhibition space uh you know rehearsal space for bands and stuff and you know it was like it was a fantastic like like experience to me you know that that first one and a half year in amsterdam to me was like mind-blowing i was like wow what just what just happened to me here like you know this this space uh, uh to do things to experiment to to be like uh open for you know uh, you know inviting people to come and do stuff to 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 cooperate uh, on projects uh, whether it was music or art or um, you know inviting people to come and live with us you know we 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 just we had that space and um, you know also you have to you have to also imagine that in that time eh, we're talking about end nineties and also beginning two thousands uh, squatting was still legal you know here in Amsterdam or in Holland it was only in like like 2010 uh that the government that they put this, uh, this the anti-squatting uh law or the ban on squatting that they they put in uh position uh, and that's when basically also say the squatting scene you know it, sh- it shrank hey uh, it got smaller um but you know after this this first experience in the hospital, uh, we squatted another building, which was the old film academy of Amsterdam, <coughs> which is now, and then we called it uh, the OT-301, because it was uh, located on the Overtome 301, that's a street name, uh, close to the Vondelpark, like a pretty central park in the, in the city. That building was also pretty big, and uh, because it's, it was the, the, the film academy of Amsterdam before, also, like, like building-wise, it was great, you know? Uh, the ground floor had some bigger spaces. Uh, that used to be, like the, say, the recording studio of the Film Academy. Uh, on the second floor, there was a cinema. And so, you have to imagine, we broke open the door, we went in, and when we squatted it, and we went through the building. And, oh my God, there was a cinema. It was still intact. And so, still, now, after 24 years, that cinema is still there. We still run that cinema as a cinema. And um, you know, the nice thing about the story of the OT301 is that we we yeah, after we squatted it, we managed to buy it from the city government yeah, and turn it into collective ownership. So the project is, is still there and I'm still involved. <clears throat> and and you know, it's still uh, uh relevant in the city as in, you know, uh because of you know, the great thing about it is the... What I, I love about the building is the function dynamics of it. You know, there's people living there. There's people working there, yeah, like artist spaces. So, you know, people painting or making music and stuff. And we have these public functions. Yeah? We have a concert space that fits 300 people that is open like three uh, uh, or two or three times by, by week. Uh, we have the cinema, which is like, you know, a proper little cinema space with uh, 75 seats. Uh, we have a gallery on the ground floor. We still have a vegan kitchen on the ground floor. Uh, we have uh, spaces uh, uh, where people are making music. Uh, we have a space for, for sort of like repetition for people who do uh, a theater and, and, and more body movement stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's this, it's this yeah, a sort of paradise of possibilities. You know, because, because of why the, the, the fact that we bought it yeah, and turned it into collective, collective ownership is, is, is why it's still affordable yeah, and why we are still there. If we didn't manage to buy it in that time, we would have been evicted already a long time because you have to imagine that a place like this, let's say 2,500 squ- uh, square meters on this location next to the Park. In this time now, that is worth, on the market, eh? and everything is a market now, <laughs> that's, that's worth like 10 million euros or something. It's insane. People, people are still writing letters to us, like people like, like real estate uh, project developers, like, hey, do you want to sell it to us? Do you want to sell it to us? But of course, we're never going to sell it. You know, it's like, like we even built in our structure, you know, like our legal structure that it's impossible to sell it. And um, so it's like it's like it's it's beautiful, uh, that there is still spaces like this around, uh, that they they are uh, um, you know uh, the only spaces in Amsterdam left where you can experiment and and be busy with you know cultural stuff and and and, and experiment also with housing and 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 art spaces um, that are not. You know, driving on, on finances basically. I like like normally. I sometimes people come in the place and they say, "Well, how's it going? Uh, is everything going well in the building?" And then I always say, "Like, yeah. What do you want to know? You want to know if we're financially doing well? If we make profit? Because then I can say to you we are non-profit. We we have to make some money, of course. You know, to pay the bills, but." Everything we do here is not because we think we can make money on it. We do it because we, we, we have a feeling for it. We have a passion for it. We do it from the heart. We do it because we love it. And everybody who is here in this building is here on a sort of voluntary basis because we bought this building in a collective ownership construction, which means that the people that are in the building, when they leave, they have nothing to sell. So you're not there with, with reasons of speculation, like, like, oh, I'm here now and I know in 10 years time, this place, is it's, its value is gonna rise and I'm gonna be rich. That's not the case in a place like, like the OT301 or you know, a place like the Oki, um, because they, they have a construction which, which basically says like, okay, you know what we've done? We took this place off the market we turned it into something that is that has a, a social, uh, cultural, uh, arty uh, uh, purpose uh, 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 with this function dynamic that I just uh, uh, mentioned, and we're gonna try to keep this like this as long as possible till the eternity. That's 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 how we try to design the organization structure. Uh, so so, you know, and that's. I think that that's fantastic in a place like Amsterdam, which is gentrified so much over the last 25 years that it's almost like, you know, impossible for a normal whatever teacher or people who work in care or like a bus driver. Those people, they can't, they can't live in the city anymore uh, unless they are on the waiting list for social housing for more than 20 years. Because otherwise, it's impossible to find an affordable place because the market is just is crazy. You know, it's it's just housing is is so affor- uh, uh, so expensive that you know normal people can't afford it anymore. So so the city becomes a place for you know the happy few who have a lot of cash, which creates monoculture, makes the city more uh, boring, makes the city more uh, conservative. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what's happening, and uh, um, luckily there's there's you know there is still this scene eh, of of places uh, like the Ot Three O One and the Oki Saal 100, uh, ADM Groeneveld. Uh, you know there, there there is places like this, and um, you know with this with this new collective that we started in two thousand fifteen, which is called Amsterdam Alternative which is basically a collective of collectives. Um, you know, we, we, we make a newspaper every two months, which we, we distribute for free through town. Uh, we print 7,000 copies. Uh, we publish articles about whatever climate, arts, culture, housing crisis, free spaces, you know, all the things that, that we care about and that we think are necessary uh, in the transition to to create, say, a world and a society that is fair and and, 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 uh, uh, healthy and balanced and and good for everybody and not for the happy few. And so with this Amsterdam Alternative Organization, we've also started this project called Vrij Beton, which in English would be translated to uh, free concrete. And the, the aim of this project is to realize new free spaces, like the OT301 and like the Oki, but that they're not going through the route that we took by squatting it and then buying it, because basically that route is closed off now because of the squatting ban. I mean, there's luckily there are still people squatting, uh, like a new generation, young people who are like, yeah, fuck it, you know, we're going to squat it because we can't find a house, it's too, too, too expensive. So they're doing it, which is great, but you know, the... Uh, the 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 the, the um, they don't have like a long term, um, you know how you say,
0: viability. Um, uh,
1: uh, um, yeah. So they 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 often you know they get uh, uh, evicted pretty pretty quickly. So what we thought like okay if we start this new project called Free Concrete, and we use the association that Amsterdam Alternative is as a big collective. And then we're going to try to not squat a place, but we're going to play with the market, and we're going to try to buy places, and we by buying them, we're going to take them out of the market, put them in a construction huh, like the OT301 or the Oki, huh, which is a, a collective collectively owned structure, uh, and make it impossible to to you know to sell them in the future huh, and connect them to you know this this vision and mission that we have. Yeah, with dysfunction dynamics. And, you know, that's that's what we're, like, working on here in Amsterdam, to, to try and make that happen so that, you know, also young, new generations, they have a possibility now and also in the future to do what me and, and my friends and, you know, uh, the people who've been in the squads here and also the, you know, the places like the, the, the OT and the Oki that we've been able to buy. But I want my kids who are like whatever uh, five and eight years old now to be able to have that same experience to have that sort of space to feel free to 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 uh discover who they are and and how they want to live and experiment with you know being a collective and and you know seeing who they are in this world and if if we don't fight for for Having spaces like this, yeah, where you can be, who you want to be, yeah, how you, uh, 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 where you can look, how you want to look, yeah, like uh, where you have the space to be, whatever weird or come with strange ideas that are new. Yeah, if we don't have that place, then I also think we should, as a city, we cannot call ourselves a creative city anymore. Yeah, Amsterdam is always like promoting itself as the city of the creative industry, and the open-minded, great adventurous city. But it isn't anymore. It isn't, maybe it has been in the past. Huh? I mean, we have a rich history of, of squatting and, and arts and culture and, but over the last 20 years, a lot of that has disappeared. And it, it's, it, it's because of gentrification. It's because of the market. It's because of capitalism basically taking over everything. And so if we don't fight to have these free spaces, well, then, you know, in the long term, Amsterdam is going to lose everything, which makes the city nice or which has made the city into what people still also worldwide, what they love about Amsterdam.
0: This reality is of squatted buildings. Um, you mentioned a lot here. Um And I think that in the North American context, there's a few examples, let's say, in the East Village of New York City where there was a squatting movement quite serious. And the Mexican context, of course, is at a whole other level in terms of indigenous territories that are outside of the control of the Mexican state. But in the Canadian context or Quebec context, I think there's still this default, which is that either you get public funding to create cultural institutions um, that are alternative and maybe not profit driven, or you're relying on the generosity of you know market players. Now, that doesn't leave a lot of room for real alternative spaces. And so, you know, as this gentrification monster continues to eat cities um the sort of actions you're describing are more and more criminalized squatting for example um why is it important to challenge this notion given your experience in amsterdam this notion that people together collectively can totally have an alternative vision and that those ideas and that process is valuable and is important
1: well why is it important because you know I think if you wanna, um, I mean, basically, I f- I think we we most people, most people I know and most people I speak to personally agree that we're that the path that we're on, huh, this this capitalist neoliberal path of like like uh, uh, endless uh, uh, growth and 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 consuming and you know uh, uh measuring the success of life by by what you can buy or what you how many houses you own it's ridiculous it's 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 it has to end i mean we can, we cannot live like this longer i mean it's destroying uh, uh, uh societies it's destroying cities it's it's creating wars it's it's creating uh, climate disasters it's it's just you know, it has to stop. And people sometimes, I don't know if you know, uh, Mark Fisher uh, who wrote this book uh, uh, about capitalism. Uh, and also, you know, he, he also mentioned there, like, you know, people can, can uh, uh, more easily, um, you know, imagine the end of the world than imagine the end of capitalism. Uh, because it seems like there is no alternative. <clears throat> but I do think There is alternatives. There is alternatives in in the the cooperative movement, in the collective ownership movement, in the the thoughts of uh, regeneration, in the thoughts of degrowth, in the thoughts of the commons. I mean, uh, but also indigenous perspectives on on land ownership where people say like, well, we don't own the land. Why why should we own the land? We are part of uh, nature, and land cannot be owned, like air cannot be owned, and sunlight cannot be owned, eh? and water cannot be owned. But we live in this society, in this world, where people want to own everything, eh? and they they want to own it privately. Eh? I mean, I saw there is even this company, you know, who's selling pieces of of in the universe, like pieces of the moon and pieces of of uh, whatever Jupiter and something. And I think like. My God, how, the, how did we get so insane to think, even think about something like that? Because yeah, when we talk about the alternatives again, yeah, when we talk about the commons or collective ownership, when we talk, to, talk about, you know, uh, uh, forming collectives, you know, then we, we, we think about or we have to think about that we as people... We are part of something bigger. You know, an individual is an individual only if there is, you know, a community, if there is a bigger, you know, a bigger uh, thing to be part of. Because nobody can be an individual, live by him or herself, do everything. You know, you always depend on what people have done before you, all the generations before us, what they have done for us. That's be, that, those are collective efforts. Basically, cities are collective efforts. Knowledge is a collective effort. And I mean, if we cannot realize that we depend on each other and that we can only survive and live in harmony with nature, if we live as collectives and live in harmony also with nature and non-human uh, life... Eh? In a sort of collective way, if we don't realize and act upon that, then, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, uh, you know, that's, that's the end because it's, it's going to explode or implode or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's like, it's impossible to continue, uh, this, this, this path. And so that that's why I'm here in Amsterdam uh, with Amsterdam Alternative and the collectives that we're in, and you know, uh, we're trying to 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 talk about this, discuss this, make this make make people more aware of it, make people aware also in you know students in Amsterdam that there is more possible than the commercial mainstream, because you know, like a lot of people, you know, young people, that that they're, they're like. In this tunnel where they think like oh you know i'm gonna be a good person a successful person if i do my education if then i get a good paid a well-paid job if then i form a family if i buy a house if i own a house if i can go on holiday and you know that's this this is this narrative that is wrong and if we keep teaching people that this is the narrative that you have to live by, well, we we keep uh, 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 we keep living on the track of disaster. Whereas if we start explaining to people, young people also like, hey listen, life is not all about making profits, you know, it's not about you know growing and growing and growing. No, it's about you know doing things together and and,
0: and living also from the heart. Great to talk to you. Thank you. That was a conversation with Ivo Schmitz of the Amsterdam squatting movement. He's been involved in many projects, including OT301, uh, many important projects that merge culture, housing rights and the squatting movement. Thank you so much to Ivo for being on the program today and to my friend Sarah for helping facilitate this interview. This is the second in two programs where I've featured the voices of social movements and activists from Amsterdam. Uh, These are interviews I recorded in Amsterdam in October. Free City Radio is hosted and produced by me, Stefan Christoph, and we air weekly on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays, on CGLO 1690 a.m. also in Geoge, Montreal on Tuesdays at 1 p.m., On CKUW, 95.9 FM in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. On CFRC, 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays. On CFUV, 101.9 FM in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 7 a.m on MET Radio, 1280 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m. on Fridays, and now on CKCU, 95.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. We are also a podcast. You can look us up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just look up Free City Radio and please tell a friend. Our archives are at soundcloud.com slash radio Thank you so much for being with us, and I will speak to you next week.